0: This is Orson Welles on the Air, featuring the old-time radio performances of the legendary Orson Welles.
1: Presenting Orson Welles as The Third Man. The Lives of Harry Lyme. The fabulous stories of the immortal character originally created in the motion picture The Third Man. With Zither music by Anton Karas.
2: Come in the theater just as the curtain's going up. The band's playing something exciting, Latin American. The stage is alive with color and dancing against the background of a marketplace in Central America. Suddenly, someone with a Spanish accent as broad as the East River shouts, El General! everything comes to a halt. El General sweeps in wearing a broad sash, handlebar mustache, and a big menacing frown that scares nobody. He mutters something about la revolution. A couple of shots ring out, a few chorus boys drop gracefully to the ground, and the entire company breaks into the first big production number. But revolutions aren't like that. There's no music playing, no scantily clad dances, no comics. The guns have real bullets in them. I know, because I was mixed up in one of them. I'll tell you about it.
1: Now, Orson Welles as Harry Lyme, the third man in. in pursuit of a ghost.
2: There's no sense in identifying the Central American country where I found myself in the fall of 45. Many of those who were involved in the revolution are still alive, of course. I've caused enough trouble. Anyway, I was in a waterfront cafe in the tiny country's capital, and there were only two of us at the bar. Yours truly, Harry Lyman, a derby-hatted little Englishman who looked about as much at home as a burlesque queen at a church picnic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How about having a little drink with me, Governor?
2: Oh, thanks. I don't like drinking alone,
3: either. Oh, American, I? Yeah. I thought for a moment you were English. Sorry to disappoint you. Oh, it don't make no difference. Thought I was hoping for a word about home. What'll it be, got No scotch, if I have any more. Hi there, matey. How about finding a little scotch for the gentleman here? Scotch para
4: el caballero. Si, señor. Scotch para el norteamericano. Pronto, señor.
3: Ah, oh, gracias, amigo.
2: You never learned that lingo in petticoat Lane. You <laughs> <know, man. laughs>
3: You're right there, you are. I've been in this blooming country for ten years now. There's plenty of brass here, I can tell you that, I can. Honey, I've heard
2: of the stuff. It's been a long time since I had my hands on it.
3: Oh, down on your uppers a bit, ain't you, You said it, man. You said Scotch, it. senor. Thanks, gracias.
4: No trouble was it, senor. <laughs> no trouble.
3: Well, here's to your increased fortune, And governor. to yours. Uh, you've been here a long time. You might be able to steer for a fellow on a good thing. <laughs> There's no way of making an easy living here, there ain't. The blinking government controls all the gambling, the lotteries, the casinos, everything. And if the revolution succeeds, it'll be worse. Revolution? Oh, maybe I shouldn't have let that little bit of information oh, slip. It's all right, I
2: don't... Don't go around
3: talking. how would it be worse? Well, it's this way, Governor. For a long time now, a bloke they call General Valdez has been brewing a spot of trouble. Be a rough customer, he is. But up till now, he he ain't had the money to buy arms and ammunition and our soldiers.
2: And now he's got the money.
3: Yeah, that he has. A gent from the States, he's financing him. American
2: financing revolution.
3: One of them blokes you call gangsters up in the States. He'll have a good thing, he will. Still, he's taken
2: an awful chance. If the revolution fails, he'll be facing a firing squad.
3: Not bloody likely. He's too smart for that. The way I hear it, he comes down here, he makes his deal with General Valdez, and then he eyetails tails it out of the country, goes to Havana someplace to wait it out until Valdez is sitting in the driver's mm. seat. He's
2: left the country, huh? Eh? That's right, Governor. I suppose he stands pretty well with the revolutionists. <laughs> now, I used to know if you guys were mixed up in the rackets back in the States. I wondered. Happen to know the general's friend?
3: The one who's financing the revolution. Yeah, do you happen to know his name? No, that I don't. Down here, they just call him El Sorrow. It means the fox, and he's that all right, I guess.
2: The way I saw it, this New York gangster wasn't going to be the only foxy guy to make a good thing out of the revolution. The important thing was to make contact with General Valdez first. Half a dozen different kinds of pitches went through my mind as I headed for his stronghold. You are a friend to uh, El Soro? That's right. <laughs> Glad we're both on the same team. I'd hate to have a fight with you. Huh? You're the biggest and strongest-looking girl I ever saw outside of a sideshow. You are a friend of El Soro, huh? Hmm. He told me to come down here from New York. We, we, we were pals together back there. I guess he had some sort of job lined up for me. Uh, I'd like to talk to General Valdez about it. All right.
0: General Valdez will speak to a friend of El Soro. Follow
4: Bien. Is Jose el Enter, usted, por favor.
0: Uh, this senor is friend Will Thoreau. He tell him to come here.
4: He told you to come here.
0: You were close friends in New York. I see. Uh, he wrote
2: me all about you. Said he thought we'd speak the same language. We ought to get acquainted.
4: When did he write to you? Oh, well,
2: it was quite a little while ago, but I was tied up when the letter came. I got down here as soon as I could. Uh, you were tied up? <laughs> well, the truth of the matter is I was broke. I had a hard time raising the price of the passage, but I figured if there was anything I could do to help a friend of El Zorro, I... Uh, you are still uh, broke? <clears throat> stony, stony old man.
4: Uh, Jose, get $200 from the safe. Give it to Senor... Uh... Uh, Lime,
2: Harry Lime, and I certainly appreciate the... Uh... Uh. We will not mention
4: Poplets. it, though money is very scarce with us just now. Scarce? I thought El Zorro gave you all the money you needed before he left for Havana. So, it is to Havana he's gone? Yeah, send me a postcard from there. It was forwarded here. Great guy. We do not think he's such a great guy. What?
0: Here's the money, senor. Oh, well, thanks. What's the trouble between you and El Zorro? He's
4: a very clever man. Mm. We made an agreement. Perhaps one you knew about. Oh, sure. Uh, he was to finance half of the revolutions, my compatriots, the rest. Yeah, sure, I knew all about that. Uh, he was to handle the fighting. He was to take care of the finances, the procurement of guns and ammunition. One million dollars that we have collected, we turn over to them. And by morning, he had disappeared. <laughs> so he's in Havana. Well, that's what I heard, but I... You will go to Havana and bring him back. A what? You will need money in your pocket, of course. That is why we have given you part of what little we have left. But you will not double-cross us. You will be watched at every moment. Should you make one false move, a bullet will enter your back. Uh,
2: look, I think I ought to tell you something. I'm not a friend of his. I never met him in my life. I, I don't even know what he looks like.
4: <laughs> it's a big joke.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Senor, life is very comic, gentlemen. Uh, not being funny. I never heard of this guy until this morning. Cockney I met in a bar told me about him. The bartender, remember, is a little cafe near the Plaza de Madrid. It had roosters painted on the walls.
0: Café El Gallo.
2: Yeah, yes, that was his name. Just ask
4: the bartender. Ah, to prove our fairness, I will make Jose make inquiries about the imaginary Cockney when he drives you back to your hotel. But you are not making things easier for yourself by denying your friendship for El Zorro.
2: When you check up on my story that I met this, I sir... will
4: save my breath in your lime. Jose will drive you back to your hotel now, so you can get some rest. You will need it. <laughs>
2: When the gargantuan Jose dropped me at the hotel, I went in one door and out the other, and then I hurried to the railway depot, bought a ticket on the first train out, which wasn't until 3 a.m. I wandered for a few blocks until I saw the reassuring sign, Polizia. Never had any love for the police, but now they represented some protection from General Valdez. After all, he was a revolutionist, an outlaw. The thought gave me a little comfort. I headed into a nightclub across the street and sat down amidst chattering cocktail drinkers. hadn't been there long when my eyes were... Suddenly drawn to one of the most seductively beautiful women I've ever seen. She's a tall, slender brunette. She was sitting alone. There was invitation in her eyes. I armed myself with a couple of glasses of champagne, one in each hand. Walked over to a table. You know, it's strictly against the law for beautiful women to sit alone in bar rooms without a drink.
5: (laughs) I was waiting for a friend.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm very friendly. I come bearing champagne. If I sat down, would you scream for the manager?
5: I would not scream very loud. It is bad for my voice.
2: Ah, you're a singer. I knew it. It was your artistic appearance that appealed to me. That's really why I made like a Saint Bernard.
5: Well, I would like a drink. But you look more like El Lobo to me than a Saint Bernard. El Lobo is the wolf in Spanish.
2: You don't like wolves in any language?
5: no? No. No, I don't mind. As long as their claws are not too sharp. Some girls pretend they do not like the roving males. But women are all complimented by attention. I, uh, I like wounds like you.
2: I love your frankness. What's your name?
5: I am Consuelo. And you?
2: The uh, Harry. To Consuelo, Very Wonderful, Consuelo. If I didn't have quite so much on my mind, I...
5: Oh, poor Harry. You big American businessmen are all alike. All the time you must worry about money matters. Hmm? There are other things in life. And anyway... Worry does no good. Oh, you're right.
2: Uh, all the worry in the world can't change a thing. Well, we'll have another drink. No. well
5: no, I'm afraid to drink any more on, uh, how you say, an empty stomach. I uh, might lose my head. Hmm.
2: Well, let's have dinner together first, and then both lose our heads.
5: Are you a good sport, Harry? What's up? You come with me to my little apartamento, and I will cook for you a real Spanish dinner. Something you cannot get in a restaurant. It is made with chicken and rice and white wine.
2: Uh, sounds like quite a dish, Consuela. May I say the same feeling? When she'd given the cab driver her dress, Consuela slithered back in the seat and melted in my arms. This was all of the good. But I started to ask myself why the most beautiful woman in the world had gone for me like it was a combination of Clark Gable and John D. Rockefeller, the best features of each. I opened my Rockefeller, the best features of each. I opened my eyes, only I didn't look at Gonzalo. I looked at the driver in the front seat. Even from the back, I recognized him. Driver!
5: Oh, what is the matter, darling?
2: I want to see what the driver looks like. Turn your face around this way, driver.
0: See, yes, Senor Lion. anything to oblige. Jose like I thought. You should have begun to think before you bought the ticket at the railway station. Taken in by the
2: oldest dodge in the world, Harry Lyon.
5: Now, oh, do not let us forget our manners, darling.
0: I walked right up to you. You didn't even have to wiggle your little finger. Why are you taking me in this rattle-trap, Jose? Oh, not far in this, in your But this is only the first leg of your journey to our bar now.
2: Still the same old record, huh? Did you find out at the cafe that I was
0: telling the truth about the Cockney? We've been inquired all over concerning a Cockney. General Valdez is right, There is it's none.
2: The bartender. what did he say?
0: Didn't he remember me? See he remember you well. He say you drink scotch. Yes, I drink scotch, but... Uh... He say you were in there all alone. He would not talk to anyone in the cafe. Well, the whole thing's a dirty frame. I'm not taking it. I'm going to...
5: <gasps> oh, Jose, you hit him so hard.
0: This time, but with my fist. Perhaps next time, it will be with a bullet. We see how he behaves in Havana. <laughs>
1: Orson Welles returns in just a moment as the third man. and Wells as the third man continues with, In Pursuit of a Ghost.
2: Everything was black, blackened and purple, with nice little polka dots of green life. This went on for a couple of thousand years. Then I realized I was lying down and the bed was soft, but it kept pitching, sliding out from under me. I could feel the throb of a ship's motor.
0: He's waking up, General. For a
4: while, I thought you'd never would. I hate pulling a line as old as this, but where am I? We are on our way to Habana, Senor. Yeah, I guess that. But, But this, this ship... A private yacht a friend was kind enough to lend us. We are the only passengers aboard, and the crew are all very loyal to me. That should answer what you really want to know. You're going ashore to find your friend, to bring him and the money back here. Jose and I will wait on the yacht for you. is a very rough-looking customer. Mm. Yes, Jose, I think you could influence my friend more easily than I. Neither Jose nor I dare show our faces in Havana. Were our present known there, it would ruin everything. No, Senor Lyme, (laughs) you will do the job for us. But you will be watched by our friends, watched every second of the time. Look,
2: old man, this whole thing is pretty silly. I don't even know the man I'm supposed to find. The
4: statement is ridiculous. We will not go into that again. All right, so he's my pal. My pal.
2: I'm supposed to get him to leave Havana and come aboard this yacht. Do you mind telling me how I do
4: it? That is your problem, Senor. But I can tell you this. If you fail, you will not live past tomorrow night.
2: By two in the afternoon, I checked in at the Hotel Nacional. Wandered along the Prado, looking at all the sidewalk tables for somebody who might look like a resourceful New York gangster. I consumed half a dozen dikeries at Sloppy Joe's, but I wasn't any closer to the solution of my problem. Finding a man I didn't know, making friends with him and persuading him to tuck a million dollars in his pocket and come aboard a strange yacht. But if I didn't get back to the yacht with him, well wasn't any sense in speculating on that. I'd seen the look in Valdis' eyes. The general was playing for keeps. I walked for endless miles. I took buses. I traveled by camp. Finally, at 3 a.m., I landed about four miles out of the city on a little street they call Hot Dog Alley, a sort of skid row lined with Roomba palaces. And there, at a table in one of the noisiest of the joints, I saw him. I knew it was him, tall, dark, and just reeking with rotten money. Also sitting beside him, holding his hand and nuzzling up to him was Consuela. She was looking straight at me and not making any sign of recognition, so I took my cue from her, wanted over the table, ignored Consuela, and stood looking down at him. Hi there. Here? Yeah. I thought for a minute there I recognized you. Maybe I've seen you someplace. Do You happen to be from New York.
1: Go away. Can't you see I'm
2: busy with a lady? Funny you sound like a New Yorker. Okay, so I'm a New Yorker. A scram. Anything you say, El Zorro. Huh? Where'd you get that name? We can talk about where I got it if you really want to be a little friendly. Okay, so we'll talk. Only this ain't the place. I'll get rid of the babe and meet you somewhere where we can be alone. Where are you stopping? Yes, Go back there and go to your room. I'll call you in an hour or so. Who do I ask for? Harry Lyon. Be waiting for your call, pal. Who
3: is it?
5: It is Grumswiller.
3: Let me in.
2: All right, babe. Now you're in. Comes next.
5: Please. We have not much time. Please do not fight with me. I did not know they were bad men, honestly. They said it was some sort of a joke on you... ...that you were a big businessman and you were working too hard. That they had planned for you a little vacation and you did not want to go.
2: And then you flew down here ahead of me to help me enjoy my vacation. Oh, you happened to bump into El Zorro before I got here. General doesn't even know you're here, huh? Checking up on El Zorro and me.
5: Oh, you fool. They do not know that I am in Havana. They double-cross me. They do not pay me. So I fly down here for myself, like you say, on my own. I want that money.
2: It looks like money is going to be a very popular thing. What am I supposed to do, steal it for you?
5: Listen, Harry. El Zoro dropped me near where he thinks I live about ten minutes ago. He was going back to his hotel to call you.
2: What's his real name? What hotels
5: he at? His real name is Pietro. He calls hmm. himself Pete. He's staying at the La Paz. And he keeps the money right in his room. I know that. So? When he calls, you get him to meet you here, you keep him away from his hotel for half an hour, and I get the money. How nice. Then, you lose him some way, you meet me at the airport, we get a private plane, and we fly to Europe, just you and me.
2: You and me and a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Makes a pretty picture.
5: Okay. Harry, what is wrong? Why are you looking at me like that? Don't you trust me,
1: Harry? What do
2: you think? Of course, I trusted you. About as far as I could throw the hotel nurse, you know. was a beautiful girl, but nobody's that beautiful. I have a very good nose for a frame-up. I could smell this one a mile away. You may think I'm fussy, but I don't like being played for a sucker. Twice. So I gave the lady time to get started, and then I put in a call. Hello? Hello, Pete? Harry Lime speaking. What do you want? $100,000, Pete.
1: Good, you kid. What's all this
2: about? Oh, we're fellow Americans, Pete. I want to do you a favor. For 100000 bucks? I know about the million, Pete. I also know that General Valdez and his boys have followed you down here. Yeah? They know where you've got the dough, Pete. Is this on a level? Not only that, they've got every means of escape all corked up. You're not getting out of here, Pete. Not without my help.
1: What can you do,
2: Lime? I can get you out of Cuba alive. I want a fast answer, old man. Let's not quibble over money. You're getting a bargain, 100000 I slip you out of Cuba into some spot where you'd be safe. I have my own yacht and a crew I can trust. How do I know you're telling the truth? Easy, because I'm giving you my first tip off for free. That girl you are with tonight. Yeah? Well, old man, she's one of the gang. She's on her way to your place now. Wait ten minutes. Then leave your hotel, give her a chance to get in, then go back. You'll find her going through your things. Little... I'll give you a chance to settle things with her, and then I'll call for you. Have your things with you, including my hundred grand. It's a deal, Harry Lyme. You're a pal. There was a big crowd outside the La Paz Hotel by the time I got there. It seems a beautiful girl had been arrested robbing a room police took her away. Bye-bye, Consuelo. Peter was waiting on the corner. He got in my cab. A few minutes later, we were in a tender heading for my yacht. I appreciate this, Harry. Oh, that's all right. There ain't many guys that do this,
1: not even for a hundred Gs. Here, want to count it? One hmm. hundred bills, one grand each.
2: No, no, old man, I'll check it later. That's the rest of it in the black bag? Sure, i bring all the to You don't worry, I'd leave it in Cuba. Oh, I guess you would. Where, where do you think uh, you want to head? Uh, South America, maybe. I guess I'd better talk it over with your captain. Yes, that's a good idea. Well, this is my boat we're pulling alongside of now. Say, hey, this is a pretty fancy boat. Well, climb up, old man. Okay, now, just swing yourself over there. That's the boy. Ah, pretty nice here. Ah, Ship shape. Which way are my quarters? Let's go in here to the bar first. What do you say?
0: Okay, but let's make it a quick one.
2: I'd like to get
1: some sleep as soon as you show me where I can flop. I'll
0: show you where you flop, El Zorro. Who's And there's another friend of yours behind you.
1: Huh. Where? General Valdez.
4: Adios, Senor El Zorro. ah. <coughs> Jose, pick up the little black bag our friend El Saur dropped. He won't need a million dollars where he's going. And you go to your cabin, Harry Lyme. We'll send for you when we want you.
2: I've never been very fond of unnecessary arguments, so I went down to my cabin, threw myself on my bunk... I hadn't eaten since I landed in Havana and had too much to drink, but it wasn't only the liquor. I was tired, too. Bed tired. Dimly I could hear the anchor being raised and the engine starting up. And then suddenly all Hades broke loose. What?
6: Now what in the name of.
1: There is another of the revolutionists.
6: Kill him, too. Uh, but I, I'm not... I'm not one of the revolutionists, I swear. I... but please... Ready! go! No, no. no! Do not fire! He's not one of them. As you say, our captain, the general and the others are all dead. And we can now see to the running of the ship. Well, Harry Lyme, I hope you're proud of your role Just in the a thwarted minute. revolution. You... You're, you're the Cockney I met in the bar that first day, but... Yes, a Cockney dialect is one of my accomplishments. In Central America, the Captain of police must have many disguises Captain of the police. Yes, but you see, you thought you were extracting information from me that first day. you were merely following the powers of suggestion.
2: Old man, I don't even begin to follow you. You
6: followed me very well. Every idea I planted in your obviously conniving mind. With your help, we have recovered the money contributed by the poor, misguided citizens of my country. We have erased the revolutionary leader in a, from a place far from his henchmen. And El Soro, who would have been dangerous yet, is now dead. Well, then, I'm in the
2: clear, after
6: all. I, I saved your government. Yes, for you. that you have, Governor. But then part of the money. You will be permitted to leave our country with every cent you entered with.
2: Yes, well, old man, I I was broke when I arrived. Yes.
6: You see what I mean, Senor Lime.
2: Yes, yes, I begin to. I'll just begin.
1: returns in just a moment. lie.
2: My only comfort was the cozy feel of a roll of greenbacks, 100 grand, warming my breast pocket. Sir, and he was a smart carpet. He didn't know about that, but we do, don't we?